Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, we are coming to you live from San Diego Comic-Con. This is our eighth year bringing the show down to San Diego. You guys know how much fun I have at San Diego Comic-Con. I absolutely love it down there. And it is such an honor that we are continually part of their panels down there. Uh, this year's live podcast, I thought, what better time than now to introduce you guys to my JWAP podcast, JWAP Films, JWAP Productions team, than right now. So my guests for this episode were Alex Watson, Clyde Ratliff, and Christian Martin. We make a couple of really big announcements throughout this, uh, all in correlation with JWAP Productions. Some big news on our feature film, Bundy Manor, as well as a new comic book we're working on. So you're going to want to make sure you hear all about that. Had a lot of fun being able to talk about this. Now, I'm sure as you guys hear this, you're like, wait a second, Tim, I thought there were a couple of big strikes going on throughout Hollywood that made some stuff with Comic-Con a little tough to do. You're absolutely right. Everything that we did at San Diego Comic-Con all adhered to the WGA guidelines as well as the SAG-AFTRA guidelines. As many of you know, we stand in complete solidarity with our peers in the WGA and SAG-AFTRA and made sure that everything we did was well within those guidelines as we continue to support and stand in solidarity with them as well as march with them on the picket lines. So there was going to be nothing we were going to do to possibly jeopardize any of our cast, crew, or anybody's potential abilities to be able to join these unions and participate in everything that we get to participate in. So, again, we stand in full solidarity with them. Sadly, Terrence could not join us as he had other things that were keeping him away from San Diego Comic-Con. We missed having him there. Uh, but it was a really great time with everybody here. In regards to the strikes, come on, AMPTP. Do the right thing here. They're not asking for that much. They're asking for a living wage. Pay the writers. Pay SAG-AFTRA. Let's just get this shit figured out and get people back to work. This isn't just affecting them. It's affecting all of Los Angeles County. It's affecting all the crew members throughout there. A lot of the very bottom line people help these guys out. This is ridiculous that you guys are dragging this out. It's time to stop the dick measuring contest and just fucking pay people. This has gone on way too long. It's not about the money. It's about pride. So get over yourselves, pay the writers, pay the actors, get this deal done so that we can go back to being able to enjoy all the things that we love, so love to do. So this is not going to end anytime soon until those things are done. So Let's resolve this. Let's get things back to work. We've got a lot of cool things we want to be working on right now, too. But again, with these strikes going on, we're not going to be able to do that. We had to pivot on everything with San Diego Comic-Con because the AMPTP refuses to meet these uh, actors and the writers at the negotiating table and be able to get that figured out. But thank you so much to San Diego Comic-Con for still having us. Thank you so much for enjoying the show to those of you that were there. Thank you for the kind words to union members afterwards after we did speak up about you know, our ways that we changed this up so we could still put on a show. Uh, again, making sure that we were in lines with our union uh, peers. So thank you again for everybody for your support and kind words. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Follow us on all the links we mentioned at the very end of this episode, as well as on the website. You guys can follow us along there for all of the things comic book wise, movie wise, and everything that we are doing. Hope you guys enjoy this episode live from San Diego Comic-Con. We will see you next week. not a figment of my imagination this year. Correct. And the thing is solid. The circle. Oh. Hey, yeah. Some ambiance. <laughs> 
future Tim, I just want you to know I love you and you work hard. So edit this podcast. Great. <laughs> I'm going to totally right. forget you said that. It's going to creep me out <laughs> when I go to edit this. <laughs> <sighs> All righty. Well, we'll get things started. Welcome, library staff. Woo! <laughs> It's always a pleasure to see you guys. Thanks for always having us. <laughs> so this is On the Mic Podcast, live from San Diego Comic-Con, our ninth year. Kind of crazy to think that it's been nine years and always a packed house. So that is, uh, that is what we look forward to every year. <laughs> Congrats on living in the lottery to be inside here. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Even there. <laughs> Yeah, you thought, oh. you thought the Funko lottery was hard. The lottery getting in here yeah, yeah, is even harder. <laughs> so this year is extra, extra fun for us. Um, Watson, you've joined me on a number of these now. Yes. Um, starting, I think, a special edition. So, Mr. Yes. Alex Watson. Hello, everyone. So, and, Mr. Uh, Get that right, Mr. Alex Watson. <laughs> but for his kind of San Diego Comic-Con debut, hmm. uh, we brought along one of our producing partners with JWAP Productions. Clyde Ratliff. Woo! Hello, everyone. So and then we'll go. have another special guest joining us shortly here. Yes. But we wanted to uh, to jump in with things, uh, kind of about JWAT. Uh, with our production companies, things have continued uh, to just move forward, full steam ahead. Uh, the first time that I started bringing you guys along with me was special edition uh, Comic Con, Thanksgiving weekend, 2021, and uh, I mean it was a unique convention to say the least yeah. <laughs> coming out of the pandemic yeah uh, but at that we had a special uh, a special panel for i mean both of you guys are rocking the shirt for bundy manor our feature Woo! feature Woo! film yes. uh, that we'd made uh, earlier that year and we debuted our trailer here that's right on mm-hmm. san diego that was a good time and uh of course a lot of crazy stuff has been going on and so we thought that we'd bring it back yeah uh, bring it back uh, to uh, to san diego to be able to talk a little bit about it and we just and i just got to say real quick like like, thank you to On The Mic Podcast and Tim, because none of that would have happened <laughs> without you, Tim. So you thank you for that. Percent. Thank you for having us on. You know stuff. I don't take compliments well, especially in a public setting. So. <laughs> That's where I give <laughs> to make him as much uncomfortable as possible. So, so before we fully dive on into Bundy Manor, how has your guys' con been going so far? No, you just literally just barely got here, Watson. Yeah, it's been hot and sweaty, because I've just been running. We got here at like 11.30, maybe? And then booked it and got our badges, and then got we're here maybe 15 minutes before <laughs> we started. So I have a little bit of caffeine because I know that if I sat here too long, I would crash. So, but yeah, I just slumped over. Yeah, just start snoring. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, what about you, Clint? Yeah. Well, uh, my wife and I got to really enjoy the San Diego nightlife last night Ooh. because our hotel walls are so thin that we could hear <laughs> everyone outside driving by and yelling and swearing. It was great. Nice. <laughs> I feel like if it, since it's during Comic Con, I just imagine it being like people talking about like, man, what do you think the new season of of uh, Futurama is going to be? Oh like? yeah. Oh man, let me tell you, it's going to be because yeah, there was a full on war about anime. <laughs> sure. She slept. Just piercing bed. through the yeah through the walls. Uh, it's funny because I had suggested to Clyde uh, the hotel that I stay at about half the time, mm. and it's it's and as I say this, I'm gonna it's a Motel Six, but and everyone's always like, oh, why would you stay at a Motel? The one I stay at's actually an approved one. And so I would suggest it to people. Yeah. I retract that suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> this year's been a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been there 24 hours. 
Our bathroom door doesn't close, which is fun. Ours doesn't either. Yeah. Oh. It like slides, but it slides like seventy percent shut. Oh man, when you got that's, the sliding, you know. That's more than <laughs> that's more than ours. Ours is a regular one that like should close and has a latch. Mm, but no, latch. but now I can walk friends watch friends while I take care of business. So <laughs> I can see the right out of the main area. Sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, you know the you know for special edition, somehow. I was lucky enough to get the oh, yeah, you were one, in Hilton. which you know I didn't know at the time was like hard to get. I know because special edition it was easier, but like now, like ever since, like I've tasted the fruit, <laughs> and I and I want to go back, but I can't. So yeah, I just drive now because it's just yeah so expensive. Yeah, but, it's been it's been interesting. And then we started off. I know uh, Clyde's wife <laughs> did the same thing. Uh, we all grabbed like some snacks and stuff beforehand. And uh, yeah, the 7-Eleven across the street. You, you, you guys here. I, I, I appreciate you, you uh, braving yourselves over here. That's 7-Eleven across the street. That's a scary place. Yeah, that's uh, fun. It's a fun place. It was. Uh, I've never walked into a place and been like, "Get out, or we're going to mace you." That's the first things I heard walking into a building. Oh. So that was. Uh, well, that awesome. was an interesting experience. Yeah. Welcome so, to San Diego. Yeah, welcome to San Diego. Nice. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's been an interesting 24 hours. But yeah, but we love. We do. We I do. Mean, I love San Diego, yeah. and obviously Comic Con is always awesome and great to us and professional and uh, just have a good time. Like the badges are just so simple and the people who, every year who people who give me the badges are so pumped to give me their bet to give me the yeah. badge. Oh, it just is so nice. You're like, oh, thank mm. you. Yeah, it's, all, it's always too. a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And uh, it, this year too was already getting interesting for us. We had a whole plan laid out of everything we were going to cover for this. Oh yeah. And then the Writers Guild went on strike. <laughs> and we were like, huh, are we even going to be able to attend? Yeah. And we had to start breaking down what things we could cover. Yeah. We're like, all right, we still have a panel that falls within the WGA guidelines. And then SAG went on strike. <laughs> we were like, huh, what else can we talk about? Yeah, everything was changing pretty much daily. Yeah. And these two were getting, like, frantic texts and, and uh, news articles from me, like, oh, my God. Yeah, and again... We're in full support yeah, of it. Full support of it. We've been on the pickup lines for two yes, months now. complaining about it sounds like we're not for it, but all about it. Yeah, but, but uh, it's made a very interesting way for us to have to. Yeah, and we just want to follow the yeah, rules and not sure get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been an interesting like month and a half trying to figure out. Yes. What, what do we what do we get to share with everybody? Right. Everybody filling this room right now. What do we get to share? With I know. Everybody just this like convention. at the edge of their seat. We had to take back the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know. they were union. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we were thankful to be able to go through all of the WGA guidelines, the SAG guidelines. Uh, to be able to still be able to bring Bundy Manor through, yeah. um, and to make some kind of fun announcements uh, with yeah. Bundy Manor, oh, man. uh, that we e even making this movie when you're going to an independent movie and you start financing a feature film, the last thing you ever really think is, you know, we're making it in hopes that people are going to see it, but yeah. in no way do you really think that's that's real. Right. So that even it's ever going to come out. Even when you finish it and you're like, okay, cool. I guess we give it to film festivals now. Yeah. And then they accept it and you're like, they like us. They, they really <laughs> like us. You, yeah. you, you Utah really doesn't like that. us. But everywhere else, yeah, yeah. yeah everywhere else seems to. And I mean, it was funny. Well, yeah, yeah, Clyde likes us. That's all we need. Clyde and Des, that's all we need. Just the it, it was weird though because the very first one we got, the world premiere of Bundy Manor, 
was in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. And we didn't get to see our own world premiere because we found out like two and a half weeks beforehand yeah. and none of us could fly to Ireland with two and a half weeks notice. <laughs> right, right. But it's just kind of crazy to think like, you know, I wonder just like watching it and I, I just wish I could talk to the, the Dublin people and just get their thoughts and feelings because Bundy Manor is quite out there in some aspects and so... I don't know. I would just have loved to have got their the opinion. The organizers said really nice things about it, and you know they they had us make a video and send it to them. And um, I don't know. It, it was pretty cool to do that. Um, yeah, but honestly, like, let's see. And then we got to go to go to San Francisco for another San Francisco, Home Head Film Festival. which is a big festival. Which that was really cool. Yeah, it was um, a lot of fun. Virginia. Virginia, which yeah, shout out to them. They are they are so cool. They are a it's horrific hope, which is a film festival that's just focused on horror films that have to do with mental health, which is actually a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so especially nowadays, obviously that's kind of a trend. So was ours, obviously, because we were in the festival. Clyde, call. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, it, it's it's been a fun journey going through the film festival route. And then that's usually, especially when you're an independent film that was made for $62,000, the last thing you really expect is anybody's going to pay that much more attention outside of the festivals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you and know, we, after San Francisco, I think this is the route we're going. We haven't yeah. really, usually we lay this out, but because we're so on the <laughs> edge of our seat, I have no we're idea. We're on the edge of our seats just like all of Yeah, here. we have no <laughs> idea when we're going to, like announce the news that we're just we're building up to it. We're just building up to it. Yeah. But you know, we you know, and once we went to San Francisco, uh, we got we got, you know, a lot of people reaching out to us about distribution. And you know, that's always kind of a filmmaker's dream is distribution, but I, I would say that I had no idea what that actually entailed. I still don't think we do. <laughs> yeah. It's been such a cool learning process and like we we signed a deal with them January, February, and then I've just been going back and forth. You and know, by them we signed with Buffalo Eight. Oh yes, Buffalo Eight out slash Clerks Bond Three, uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool company to to be with, and they've been really, really nice. And so, um, yeah, and we finally got. I, I, I don't know who wants to say it. Am I going to say it? I, I think it's only right that that you get to say the news. I mean, Thank Clyde God. and I may have helped produce the film, but this is your brainchild. You directed the film. <laughs> well, but you all had such a huge help with it. I mean, even Des has had a huge help with it. Vanilla has had a huge help with it. Christian, Christian has a huge worked help with on it. it as well. Yeah, I mean, that's what's so <laughs> great is everyone, and you know, we just like love Christina. Sorry, everyone's had to mention because we're all here. Yeah, Christina, Sorry. what did you do that? <laughs> time to name everyone in the panel, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'll just, I'll just, yeah, I'll just say it. So we finally, it's official here, right now, get all your cameras. The official announcement. The official announcement. Bundy Manor will be released September 8th. Yay! Woo! So it's finally going to, thank you, it's finally going to be available, uh, yeah, for your viewing pleasure. It'll be out there for the world. It'll be in the U.S. first. Yes. And we'll, we'll announce, like, all the streaming, uh, it will be on streaming, so we'll announce where that will all be in the coming months, because uh, we got to tease. But yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll start September 8th. Go to BundyManorMovie.com to like sign up and like do stuff uh, to keep updated with it. But uh, you could, I think you can even pre, pre 
pre-order. Oh, can't you, you can't pre-order, unfortunately, oh. yet, but you mm. put it on your watch list. <laughs> That's how it's much on, I pay attention to. <laughs> it is. Like on IMDb, put it on your watch list. On, uh, I think they said Rotten Tomatoes. Put it on, on your tomatoes. watch list. Yeah. It's on Letterboxd already. Oh, yeah, Letterboxd, put it on your watch list. Just do that because then you you will get updated when it's like available. And then obviously if you sign up for the email, we will let you know personally. Yeah, they, so. all of the different platforms that you'll be able to view it on. But the one so the one part of this, too, that blew our minds even more, and what they told us is we just had a big meeting with Buffalo 8 going into this of, all right, so we can announce this at Comic-Con. And they were all excited about it, and they're kind of going through our timeline with us. Yeah. And then they said the one that still is not sat right in my brain, and it still won't when it happens, but come Q1, so like January, DVDs will be available mm-hmm. for Bundy Manor yeah. everywhere. Uh, yeah, everywhere. So your Walmart, your Targets, or well, I think well, it's Target. Maybe I, not. I think it's so, uh, Walmart and Best Buy. Are the and two Barnes and Noble. Did they say yeah, Barnes, and Barnes and Noble? Yeah, and they're, yeah, and they're so. all like like online on their website. Yeah. Well, this is news to me. This yeah. is exciting. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I could have been an announcement for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, but it's just crazy because you know you spend your entire like two years of your life just all it is is Bundy Manor and like. I honestly just didn't know what the end goal was apart from getting it made. So when it was made, it's like, cool, what next? And so it's like, oh no, people now get, should watch it and you know, enjoy it. And so it's like, that is, oh, okay, that's great. And so, yeah, it's just so exciting. There's so much more I wish I could say, but of course, in solidarity, we can't talk about too much more yeah. outside of Bundy, but it's just fun to, be able to finally say so. September eighth, mark your calendars, buddy, because we're coming. So, and, and for those not completely familiar with it, and what we are saying is complete gibberish to them, <laughs> <laughs> tell them a little bit about what they can expect from Bundy Manor. Actually, Claude, what yeah, could they expect? You've you seen it quite a bit. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Wearing um, the shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, a romantic comedy. <laughs> 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 it's a it's a horror film. It takes place in a small town, um, uh, with a like a a haunted house, but it's called Haunt. And it's one of those haunted houses where like you sign a liability waiver, and they can actually you know do a little bit more than just spook you. Um, and one family is dealing with, hey, maybe there's a little bit more going on there than just what people are signing up for. So there you go. Good to, What's yeah. going on? All hell breaks loose. Yeah, mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun movie. It's a it's we you know we got a shout out to our Utah crew who helped make that happen. I mean, there was also some LA crew who made that happen, and uh, it, we would not be here without them. And all of our you know cast, like some of them, like. Elara flew all the way out from Alabama, Alabama, just to be in the movie, and in the and we fought, filmed it in a little town in Utah, Cedar City, and just for her to come all the way out for that, and yeah, Emily to drive all the way out, and so twice, yeah, from Denver, yeah, twice to come be a part of it, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, it's just it, it's I'm you know we have maybe spent spent as like as much time with it. Like or more time with it, but as far as like the nitty gritty work, like it, we would not have had it happened without the awesome cast and crew, and of course all of our backers from the Kickstarter. Um, you know, we got this movie funded on Kickstarter first, and like over 430 backers. 
Yeah, right? I yeah. think we're actually, you almost said exact, I think that's the exact number. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very good tip, I like that. Um, yeah, and so, and, and you know, I actually was like looking through and I guess it's like not super common that kickstarted films are get distribution, oh. which is something I just didn't even think about. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, I love Kickstarter. And Get your backed, heart out, Zach Braff. I, <laughs> I back, you know, anything I can uh, as far as independent. And honestly, right now is a great time to be supporting independent yes. movies because... Yeah, I mean, we could get in that to that, but we probably shouldn't. But uh, <laughs> we don't want to bore you more than we case, might already. I mean, yeah, it's our, it's been our entire lives the past couple months. So, but um, <laughs> we know more about union waivers than I ever thought I would know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, even with the crowd, like I just want to say, even like with the crowdfunding team, big shout out to them because like that was the first time that even like happened, and then. And then just a big shout out to the people who, you know, obviously the producers and Terrence who've been here from the beginning, but then there's also people like Christian and Sadiq and uh, Autumn who have just been, and Kayleen, who've just been supporting mm. since day one of like getting the word out and just like making sure everyone they know knows about it. Yeah. And like, so this is such a big step and I'm going to cry if I didn't talk about it too much more. So go on, go on. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get... Tears on my blood. <laughs> that doesn't make sense for the podcast. <laughs> they can't see what you're wearing right now. <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt that looks bloody. That's what that sounds like. Anyways, that sounds like another movie. Tears on my blood. Like, that sounds like something off of uh, Hallmark or something. <laughs> Young woman returns to her hometown. <laughs> Tears on my blood. <laughs> so, but I'm. I'm just. I think the number one thing I'm excited about is just to talk about it with people. Now that, uh, oh, and I think we can also say this, sorry, this is a, uh, er, well, you guys don't know what I'm going to say, so I can't, I was going to throw it to you to announce it, but <laughs> uh, tomorrow we're actually, rele we're finally officially releasing like a public trailer. Yes. Like we've had sneak peeks and stuff for like our backers, but like we will actually have that. We can like make clips of the trailer. I, you know, I could, I don't know. Make commentary of the trailer. I don't know. I can do whatever I want because it's packed. Act it out for us right here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Perfect for podcast. And then yeah, we can just talk about it because you know, on our other podcast, just the JWAP podcast. Um, and sorry, not our. This is yours. On our, you get it. Uh, we, we, you know, we've just been talking about Bundy Manor a ton. But then we would get to a point of like a spoiler. And we're like, oh, okay, hold on, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> talk about it. But it's just going to be cool to like maybe release a podcast episode, mm -hmm. and definitely we should have you on where it's like, cool, don't watch this until you see Bundy Manor. Have you seen Bundy Manor? Cool. Now we're just going to, you know, yeah, I almost swore, but we're just going <laughs> to talk the crap out of it. So it's, it's nice, too, because now I can stop hitting you up like every other week and being like, hey, can you send me that Vimeo link again? My mom wants, my mom wants to show somebody else the trailer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've always had just a private link that, mm. <laughs> that's been hidden. And yeah, it's nice that now everybody can see what in the world we've been talking about. Yeah. So I do always love, though, that one of my favorite things, I mean, being an artist, many of you in the room are artists as well, and know that everybody loves to say to you, where can I watch your movie? Oh, yeah. When are you doing a show? When are you... That, that's the age-old thing. And then you tell them. And it's also been funny that, like, some people have been like, oh, when are you just going to, you know, release your little video yeah. on YouTube or something? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, that's not... This is a little different. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. My brain has always, for some reason, been like, 
oh no, like, yeah, we made it for 64K, but like, oh no, this still is just like a fun even, little video that I made with my friends. But it's like, no, this is like a professional Yeah, even thing. being involved, I had the same moment on mm. set where, you know, I finally, I got COVID during the first oh, portion yeah. of production. So I, ca I came up and, you know, we had lights, we had sound, we had, you know, we shot it in 8K. 12K. 12K, yeah. So, like, I when I got there, I, like, there was a moment where I, like, leaned over to you, and I was like, I thought this was going to be, like, on a hand cam, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the best remark I'd, I'd heard, sending, sending the trailer to my parents at one point, because I wanted to show some family friends, is they respond, and they're like, they said it looks like a real movie. <laughs> I was like, Which is honestly a pretty great compliment, yeah. I think, for us, like, or at least for me, because... I think this was ahead of another, like, ahead of us doing the... Uh, festival in San Francisco. Oh, gotcha. this, and I'm like, yeah, we've already won several awards for it. Yeah, it's a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> and my family, you know, I have been making short films since I was like 19. And so my family kind of like got used to like, okay, let's see the other like, you know, the other little sketch that my, <laughs> you know, my son made or let's see what, you know, and then they see blood and guts and teeth getting pulled and yeah, all that stuff. So I tied up in a closet and I mean, hey, that's a spoiler. Is it? Yeah. No, I mean, no. you didn't give it context. No. <laughs> but yeah, that, actually, that, we'll call that an Easter egg. Look for, yeah. Yeah, look for me. We should have tied up you, too, and Terrence. Then we would have had all producers getting uh, tortured. I also I, get tortured. I, I learned my point. lesson from you getting tortured, though. <laughs> oh. so literally, our final day of filming, he's not on set. I went to the emergency room. Because part of his torture, he throws up and our SF, our uh, SFX person uh, gave you like baby food? Well see, to be fair, it's not her fault. It's not Katie. Well, no, it's not her fault. Because I'm just saying I, what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, what happened is is that we she made this concoction for me to puke and uh, what was happening is someone was duct taping my face in a very distorted fashion and I'm puking, uh, I guess, out of fear. And uh, she made this concoction for me, and she's like, I want you to taste it before you put it in your mouth. And I was like, okay. And I tasted it, and it tasted great, actually. <laughs> and, but then I was like, oh, but I really want it chunky. And she's like, oh, you want it chunky? Like, I don't know. It's, I don't know of anything that we can put in there necessarily that'll taste good that's chunky. And I was like, just get baby food. That stuff is nasty. And she's like, that's not going to taste good. So to be fair, the director should have listened <laughs> to that crew because then she got it and then gave it to me and like, oh, it was just the worst. And I swallowed a bunch of it uh, because, so while we had me taped up, like, I, I can't remember if like we said we were, I was just, we were talking about like a safe word because my arms were like pinned They're back like bad. this. And so I was like, oh, I'll just say cut. But see, my mouth was duct taped. <laughs> yeah. Or not duct taped, but no, it was shipping <clears throat> tape. Because my sister and I, we were holding you. Yeah. And you were like, you were like pulling us in. And I'm like, man, he's really getting into the scene. <laughs> and he's like, he can't breathe. And that doesn't connect. So we're just like really pushing back, you yeah, know? Yeah. We, so. I still have that shot saved and exported. So maybe that'll be something. Once it's released, maybe we can share that little clip. Yeah, you, I remember you sending it to me that night. You were just like, Man, things got wild tonight. <laughs> and then I wake up to the next morning of, I think I have to go to Instacare. <laughs> yeah. I was just, yeah, my stomach was, yeah, beating the crap out of myself, so. But, yeah, Bundy Matter has been a fun ride. And yeah. As we got into the distribution part of it. Yeah. 
we are we like being active we we like continuing on and working and we were just doing a lot of paperwork yeah with another with some other stuff that we can't discuss again because of, with solidarity yeah there's other paperwork going on for some other stuff <laughs> yeah. mm. and a lot of expensive paperwork that yes. we had to pay for and like uh, that's just one big thing i want to say to ed, any filmmaker is like i know that it is important to obviously learn how to make a movie but also like really start to learn the distribution side because i was really blindsided with a lot of things and like i'm not saying it was bad all of it was great to like learn yeah and and to incorporate in the next next movie stop uh <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's uh yeah, so just really look into that because, and also it just took a long time. Like it took a long time yeah, to. Yeah, we still got to return an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically we're still we're working on stuff, stuff, but it's stuff it's stuff it's all stuff that's that'll be taken care of pretty quickly, and stuff that they already have. Yeah. So like, yeah. So we're it's just back and forth working with them. But during that time, as we were getting antsy, we we're like, we need some other stuff to do. Yeah. And so. I called Watson here and was just like, all right, well, I picked him a few ideas. One of them was our short series, Screams from the Dark, that Woo! we make when we're bored. Christina, who's here, is actually in our newest one. <laughs> we just one. released it. Yeah, Cold so, Ankles, it's out now. So good. Yeah. So, uh, so like, we got bored and started making this short series called Screams from the Dark uh, that was coming out once a month, three of them. Uh, we got to have a special screening for, that's all I'll say on that. Um, uh, But one of the other things I pitched out, because we had had people approaching us both here in San Diego and just kind of in talks Mm -hmm. of people that were like, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing a comic book? Another big announcement. Here it comes. Yeah. I just want to prepare them. So So they're like, wait, what? Comic book? (laughs) So, yeah, we... as I'm talking to Watson, I was like, I think we need to... We need to make a comic book. Like, we have people that are interested... We really need to do this. And it kind of got to the, well, what are we going to make a comic book about? And this is where our next, our next guest comes into play here. Yeah. So before I say any more, please welcome up uh, Christian Martin. Come on so, Come on up, Christian. Yay, Christian. Give it up Yay. for Christian. Uh, he, he, he made the drive down with Watson from Los Angeles this morning. <laughs> welcome. So welcome, Christian. Hello. And speaking <laughs> of Bundy, he was also our scripty on yeah. Bundy Manor. So thank that you. That's true. So. That's true. So now, we wanted to make sure we have Christian here with this because when I'm pitching these ideas to Watson, I said, well, you told me about, you told me about a script that Christian had written, and he'd only kind of given me like the bare bones of what this script was. Yeah. And I was like, but it sounds comic booky. And I was like, let's talk to Christian. I want to read this because I think we can make a comic book out of this. And so, yeah, that is our big announcement. Is, yeah, we got a comic book we're working on. Ooh. And it's been written uh, off of a story Christian had. Yep, yep. And uh, tell us a little bit about it. I'm going to let you yeah. announce the uh, title of it and what it is, Christian. Yeah, it's called The Cleaning Club. Um, and it is a kind of Monster of the Week kind of style thing, but like a, like a weird kind of sci-fi twist on it. I have the logline, which I'll read right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to mess it up. Uh, So in 1994, a group of angsty teens struggling with life and personal identity have to find a way to work together to secretly contain the reality-bending creatures invading their school. So yeah, it's it's an 
it's cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah, Christian and I, so how Christian and I met is actually pretty fun. So um, I, when I moved out to L.A., I made a documentary about, <laughs> like, I filmed one video a day for a month. Sorry, one video a month for 12 months. That's, that sounds better. And just documenting, like, my experience while living in LA for the first year because I found so many videos like when you type in like how to live in Los Angeles I'd find so many videos of like these influencers being like ah, yeah it's so great and it's like okay but you're not giving me information like they were just sketches so I just wanted to make a documentary well Christian found that documentary yeah. right on yeah. YouTube yeah on YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. and in it I was like yeah come uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. And if there's one thing you need to know about Cristiano besides he's an amazing writer, and I call him Cristiano, it's because <laughs> <laughs> he is also a Twitter mastermind. That mm -hmm. dude is he is on it sure. and he's got the he's got the clever, clever quips. I can't speak. I've been running around. And uh, you know, yeah. he knows how Twitter works better than Elon Musk does. <laughs> that's probably not hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not, that's not hard. But yeah, he yeah. hit me up and um, was just asking a few questions. And then we, you know, we went and ate some food together. He came to my improv shows, and now we're buds. Yeah. <laughs> that is the first time that's ever happened that somebody yeah. came to somebody's improv show. <laughs> exactly. And then we became friends. I wanted to still be with them, yeah. I was very scared. I was like, I was, I've never, it was my first improv show I'd ever been to, and mm -hmm. I didn't really know much about improv, and I was like, ooh, I was like, what if I go and it's horrible? And I was like, that's, that's not that unlikely. I was like, it probably might yeah. be terrible. And was it? Because I have no. had plenty. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> no, you were great. You were oh. like the best one. Stop, to be Christian. honest. Okay. No, you legit. All right. I'll and give you some like, money oh, after. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Cool. Yeah, and Christian's just my... My writing dude, like we're we're in a writing group together, and so we're always reading each other's scripts and stuff. And so, but yeah, tell us a little bit about um, Cleaning Club and like, you know, I love the script, and obviously because I would have wouldn't have pitched yeah. it, but yeah, tell us a little bit about it, like how you yeah. came up with it, stuff like um, that. So it's been I've been thinking about it for a very long time, for like I don't know, almost ten years maybe, um, and originally, which is ironic. Originally, I had the idea of doing it as a comic book. Because yeah. before I moved out to LA, I wanted to get into comics. I was going to Comic Cons. I didn't, I wasn't on the West Coast. I was in Louisiana. Um, and I was getting into comics there, and the cleaning club was like a cool idea I had. And originally, I think it was supposed to be set in the 80s, to be honest. And then, but this was, it's so, this was so long ago, it was before Stranger Things. And then Stranger Things came out, and I'm like, it's a little too similar. So I kind of, I think I changed it to be in the 90s, but then I also kind of like put it on the back burner for a little bit because I was like, I don't want it to be too, too like rote or whatever. Um, and then I eventually came back to it when I was getting into screenwriting and I was like, I could make this into a TV show because it's kind of based very heavily inspired, not based, but inspired by stuff like Buffy, um, like X-Files, things like that. Um, so yeah, so I wrote it as a pilot for a TV show. Um, uh, like a couple years ago, and then they came to me asking if a, if I had a, a comic book idea or if I wanted to do the cleaning club because I had already had uh, I think Watson and at least Watson read it. I don't think Tim read it yet. Um, and then I was like, yeah, actually, the original idea for it was supposed to be a comic book. So I went back, I rewrote it because it's very different now. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, it was a fun a fun experiment. Like 
changing the format of it. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, it was, it was funny because yeah, our first meeting that we had with Christian, we just hopped on Discord, and Watson's like, yeah, tell, tell Christian the idea, like what we're thinking. And I told him, I was like, yeah, can you like send me the script? Like I want to read this and see if we really could turn it into a comic book. And as soon as like you told us that, oh yeah, I actually meant for this to initially be a comic book, it, we all just started laughing. I was like, all right, that, that checks out. That's, that's just the right decision. And as soon as I was about three pages in, I was like, yep, this is a comic book. So you could, it just had that feel all the way through it. And as of just last week, Christian actually sent me the first issue, uh, all scripted out to start reading through. And for a first draft, it is pretty close to being there. And it was fun to like read it and be like, this is the first issue of our new comic. (laughs) To just see where, where it's going to be. And hopefully later this year, we'll maybe be able to push out the first issue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of crazy to think of how it started off. Just like, hey, we, uh, would you be interested in, <laughs> to get the, well, actually. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. before moving, like, like I said, before moving out to LA and getting kind of obsessed with screenwriting, I was obsessed with comic book writing. And I wrote multiple scripts, but then never was able to get them made. I like was kind of working with an artist that, that sent me like some uh, some kind of like preliminary sketches of the characters and stuff. And then he just like ghosted me, like disappeared, which I've heard is pretty common. And then oh, I was okay. like, my mom's an artist. So I was like, I'll work with my mom. She won't ghost me. <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to mom's moms. a great artist, but she'd never done comics before. So I started working with my mom. And then I realized, oh, she has no idea how comic books work. So I had to kind of like sort of teach her or like work with her to like, figure out the sequential kind of storytelling uh, of comic books. And we kind of, and this was for a different comic, this is not for the cleaning club. Um, And we started working on it, but she's a school teacher, so she got very busy, so she couldn't work on it for a while, and then that got put on the back burner. And then I was like, uh, and then I kind of, I I change my interests very often. Um, So I was like, what about screenwriting? So, (laughs) So yeah, then I got into that and I moved out here. Well, and what I like about Cleaning Club, though, is like a, a lot of comic books that I pick up tend to be, uh, I don't know, this might be not a, the appropriate way to say this, but like cinematic comic books. Like, I love comic books where you could clearly see that this could also work as a TV show. Sometimes comic books write a little too hard that they're like, oh, we really actually just want to be a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what's great about yours is like you've already kind of played with both. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be a really cool. Uh, avenue, and you know, I I worked at Earth Two Comics. Shout out! Yeah, good uh, Earth Two in the Valley. Back when I yeah, back when I was like a very poor, struggling. I mean, I am poor, struggling <laughs> still. But I was, you know, even before then, I you know, my car broke down and stuff. That was the only job I had, and like, um, it was just really cool to to hear about that wor- world and, and you know, meet like some really huge you know people and, you know. Um, maybe we will be able to display it there, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think what that world like brings about. I mean, j- just last night walking through preview night, like I was telling my wife afterwards, you see some of these legendary creators that you just don't think about. Like Jim Lee came just strolling on past us at one point. And it's like that dude, that, like Batman, like, <laughs> like, everything he does, and like Tony Baxter, even though he's not in comics, like legendary Imagineer comes strolling on through and it's just like to think that like even like with Bundy Manor with the cleaning club like to see these things starting to get out into the world and people enjoying them 
I can't wait to possibly see cleaning clubs sitting on the shelf of oh yeah earth too yeah and we're going to bribe them with their staff picks <laughs> every yeah. single one it's just the cleaning club yeah. well and you know it's just it's kind of uh it's kind of the perfect time to do something like this yeah. and you know as as the strikes are thankfully happening and you know hopefully they get their fair you know their fair you know wants fair, and needs everything. and yeah everything <laughs> they need you know, we'll, we'll stand in solidarity, and but then, you know, we can also have this other creative outlet. So, yeah. Yeah, and with the comic book, too, one of my favorite things as I started reading it was the soundtrack that Christian just kind of has written into it, where we will absolutely have a Spotify playlist. So I wish Apple had a regular playlist thing, otherwise I'd have an Apple playlist. But we'll have a Spotify <laughs> playlist that uh, people can kind of follow along and listen to what Christian has built into there because it is such a fun, you'll be transported right back to the 90s with every bit of it. There were so many moments where like, I had to stop and like, pull up like Soundgarden or something yeah. to just like, truly have like, the moment with the script and with, like, the, with the way that it was transferred into a comic. One of the other unique things with it though is kind of the artistic vision. You and I have met and kind of gone over some of it, but kind of explain the artistic look uh, yeah. To everybody, because I think it's a really cool yeah. avenue. Um, everyone, close your eyes. No, <laughs> Imagine, if you will. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, we still, we're still figuring that out. So it's not. I have some ideas, but it's not set in stone. But I, I really wanted to play with the idea of like grunge and, um, like you know how they have like there are like zines and there are. Um, kind of like you know ripped paper and like halftone type comics that um, are just very like rough around the edges I like I really want to work with that but also have a more also kind of possibly like a like a mix that with like a cleaner more like modern kind of comic look um, and yeah so I have like this this vision board of like a bunch of like fashion from the 90s and and stuff like that um, yeah, so I'm excited. I, I can't wait to like actually start work dealing with art. And and another thing, that. speaking of that, like with visualization, one thing I think Christian is insanely good at is characters. Yes. And the characters in this are so unique, but also so lovable, but also so relatable. And like, but there's also, you know, there's just a lot of like unrepresented people, like kind of storytelling to be told there. And so that's, you know, another really big thing that I'm excited. Yeah, we, we always try, really try to make it a point, uh, just being said on a panel of four white guys. I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of making sure that we have proper representation in everything. Because all throughout Hollywood, it is so sorely lacking everywhere you turn. And we've made it a, a big mission, both within Bundy Manor when we made the movie, uh, to make sure there's representation. With other future projects, it's already been like the forefront of it. And that the moment I started reading Christian's draft of The Cleaning Club, I was just like, yes, like this is right on brand with everything that we do with JWAP Productions, is that it was all going to fit right in, in that, in that uh, realm of everything, of that we'd be able to have that, that uh, for everybody as well. Yeah. When he talks about this vision board, too, <laughs> I've seen people's vision boards of drawing things out. 
I have never seen one like what Christian presented to me. And uh, I have a problem. That, that is a very good thing. Is it like that uh, Charlie Day meme with like the, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the yarn and the pictures? It's that yeah. times like 100. <laughs> but it's so cool because the way that Christian has it, it's like all bubbled out where I could just sit there and just scroll through each one yeah. and everything just comes to life. And it is so crazy to be like, oh, this little story that... You know, we thought, okay, cool, this is a comic book. Now, like, fleshing it all out and seeing just as, like, Christian comes up with a new idea. And, like, the last time we had met, he was like, oh, yeah, like, I've already thought of, like, how the next few issues after this will even go. And just, like, the few little pictures, I was just like, this is getting crazy. And he already kind of had, like, an outline of where that was. And so, like, it is cool the way that you've developed the characters, developed the whole vision. Uh, it's, it's almost weird for me to sometimes sit down and be like, like, I'm going to help you build this, but he's already just built so much and it's flowing where it's just kind of like, I kind of just sit there right now and just go, good job. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that works. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, for a long time, like I studied writing in school, but I, I was mostly like did prose and like short stories and started like working on novels. But then I was like, this isn't enough. Like I, I'm very visual. Um, so I always like, uh, wanted to make something that you could like see and like interact with as opposed to just read words. Um, so yeah, that's why I got into comics and then into screenwriting. Um, and yeah, I'm just, and like you said with the music, like I'm kind of, I've learned my processes, the more like non-writing inspiration I can have, like the easier the writing gets. So like the more music I have figured out, the more like imagery I have figured out, if I can even like make myself a little like graphic vision board type thing with like the title in like a special font or something it just makes writing go way smoother yeah i can i can agree sometimes i sometimes i weirdly do need just silence mm. uh, but my adhd always yeah. needs some extra noise oh, yeah. from somewhere a blender going with my with the record player going like just some some kind of chaos uh, in some way, so no, I, I can get to that. So now, I think, Clyde, you're the only one who has not read The Clean Club yet, I just I realized. Haven't, yeah, I haven't read it, no, but I was just going to say I love when there's an audio element to it, because, like, in Coheed and Cambria and Claudio has Armory Wars yeah. that, you know, their their music goes and plays against, and that was a, quite the ex memorable experience, like, reading a comic and hearing, you know, yeah. having that background, so I'm excited. That and uh, Rachel Bloom from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, her autobiography, also has a musical element to it that I cannot encourage people enough to read her book and then go to the website and listen to it. And it's like in the middle of the book. And it is so insanely funny. But I just love being able to tie things in like that and make it somewhat interactive because sometimes, you know, as much as we all love physical media, it can sometimes feel a little static. And I love being able to pull from one and then go to something else and let your brain kind of have a re reset. And still, like, you're still immersed in the story and falling in love with the next possible thing from that story. And now we're announcing Jay Watt the Musical. No, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Just kidding. Just kidding. Like, oh, all of us, it would all just be all of us trying to play, like, Tavia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's way too, many, way too many things going on. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be, we've got a very busy year ahead once we get things kind of figured out with a... Uh, 
with the strikes and everything and figuring out a lot of waiver paperwork. Mm -hmm. So we can proudly say that we're 100% independent, which is why we could still do this panel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so amongst all of our, can we even be there? Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a, we were very, very fortunate uh, to still be able to be a part of this and uh, glad that we were able to still enjoy everything with everybody here. So and hopefully next year we will have a very normal uh, convention where everybody gets to attend and we can all have that. And pay the but day. if not, we're still striking, then yeah. cool, mm -hmm. keep going. <laughs> yeah, just pay people with you. Know, them. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. go orcas uh, <laughs> <laughs> and submarines. Yeah. So uh, with the with the last kind of few minutes here, with our massive audience, does anybody have any questions at all? A question from oh, the back. So many people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Put your hands like a stampede. Probably have to form a line. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Good to have you guys back. Oh, thank uh, you. So, you just released, or you're about to release a movie. If you could go back in time and talk to yourselves prior to that, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Dang, we should go each one, because <laughs> I'm sure we all I have, have mine. something. Go ahead. I'll I, yours. I think mine's like patience, like, especially when you've created something and you just, there's like, you know, 10 distributors you're talking to, and and you're just waiting for one of them. It's like every day, every time you get an email, your heart races. You're like, is this the one? And like, just like let it, it'll, it'll all fall into place and to like just let it naturally occur and not be stressed out about it for me. Yeah. Do you have yours? I have mine. You have, you go with yours. Uh, I think me, it would be, um, you know, cause you know, since we're independent, we wear a lot of hats, but, but I directed Bundy Manor. And so I would say that once I was on set to really just take off all the other hats and just direct. And like that, because I think there were some things I missed because I was so focused on other things that I should have just been there to direct. So I'm really, nope, I can't say that next thing. <laughs> I'm just excited to learn from that for the future is all I'm saying, okay. Mine would be um, have updated software. <laughs> when, when we started working on Bundy Manor and I started doing the script breakdown, uh, I'd never done a f script breakdown on a feature film. And so having to figure that out, and I was like, there's got to be a program for that. And so I looked up a program, downloaded it, and it's like, it does not work with your version of Final Draft. And I was like, cool. So I downloaded another thing. and went through, broke down the whole script, doesn't export properly, like it wouldn't give everybody. So then I had to buy a subscription service to Studio Binder. Studio Binder is a wonderful website, everybody should go there. Please sponsor Studio Binder. <laughs> so, but that like was a game changer for us. Um, but yeah, it was really just, I would say be, be, ready to, be ready to fail, be okay with failing, and just be ready to pick yourself back up. And when you do run into having very outdated software, uh, <laughs> Time is of the essence when you're making a movie, and yeah, that's that's been the biggest thing. What, anything from you, Christian? Um, nothing. I did everything perfectly. <laughs> no, that's it why he's a, here. This is my first time being scripty, so I, and, and, and you did my, great. It was very helpful. Thank you. I, so. Yeah, I um, I feel like yeah, I wish I would have maybe taken a little bit more time before we got on set to like prep a little bit, like read, just read the script. Like You're telling me that five days was not enough to make a feature film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's about it. My favorite thing that people would tell me with Christian on set is that we'd 
basically be done with like the tank. And I think I've said this before possibly, we'd almost be done and they'd be like, all right, I think we got it. Like everything was good. And I mean, you guys can hear how kind of soft-spoken Christian is. And you just hear from the back, um, actually. <laughs> yeah. The glass was in the other hand. Yeah. 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 Very but, important job. Yeah, very, very important job. So yeah, we couldn't have done it yeah. without Christian with some of that. Cool. Uh, Thank you. Real quick other question. Yeah. Was music at the forefront of your thoughts when this movie was kind of coming to fruition, or was music sort of like something that was added afterwards? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, so yeah, I, I also wrote it, and it was, it, like, I had um, the style pretty much like what I was hoping for. So as I was writing, I was listening to that kind of music. While we were on set, we had the music. Like, yeah, I, I had, I had, and like the composer, I was actually listening to like the composer's music while I was mm -hmm. writing before we even got him. So like, I wasn't even sure if we would have worked out and like had him. So definitely was a big thing and, and you know I also edited it again a lot of hats <laughs> but uh, editing is just so important with music and like cutting to the beats and like you know I come from you know I've edited a lot of music videos and that's just a, that's just a big thing so yeah we're very big music people yeah. I just realized we, we did have because I, I started in music when I started working in entertainment and music licensing has always been something I enjoyed and we had a song that was actually planned for Bundy Manor that when you had written it into the script, and you're like, we can get this, and I was like, yeah, yeah, not a problem. When they're all dead, and you don't know who owns the rights, <laughs> becomes a problem. Yeah. So yeah, that we actually ended up having to go with a different song because but, I could not track down yeah. who owned. But the shout rights. out to Rex Strother. Yes. He he came through and got us some really cool tracks. Yeah, he did. So yeah, awesome. that's a great question. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think maybe one more. So, no, yeah, we, we got time for one more. If anybody one has more? has an extra one. Now don't Death rush song. up here. Like, I don't want anybody to get yeah, trapped. I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally going to be like a yeah, very quiet voice. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for taking the time to come out. Thank you, as always, to our wonderful crew here at the Neil Morgan Auditorium for always taking care of us here. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, look for Bundy Manor streaming. That uh, comes September 8th. September 8th. BundyManorMovie.com. Oh, yep. Follow us on Instagram, BundyManorMovie, BundyManorMovie.com. Yeah. Co watch for the comic book coming soon. And you can follow each one of us, too, on all the socials. TimDrake42 on Instagram. Tim Drake on the ever-crumbling Twitter. Waddy. Waddy McFly on everything. Yeah, Clydor on everything, even Gamertag. So, see you, thieves. I'm at Pixelated Guy on Twitter because I hate myself. And remember, he's... <laughs> Great at Twitter, so <laughs> going down right. the ship. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Tim. <laughs>